Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. As always, you can join the conversation by calling in with your questions at 805-285-9865. Or you can share your thoughts on Twitter. Be sure to use the hashtag MTFW. Now, let's get the conversation started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another week of conversation. This is Lorraine Ball, and as always, we've got Allison in the office manning the uh, Twitter stream. She's certainly looking forward to your comments. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. And our guest this morning, I am so excited. Our guest is uh, my good friend, Nyla Neely, and Nyla is, um, today she owns a company called 22, but more than uh, any of the jobs, or the jobs, any of the companies that I have known her as she's run, what I know most about that is that she is a brand strategist. Um, she, most people think about branding and they think about logos, but that's really sort of the last step in the, the process. And um, well, I'm so excited. Nyla, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, Nyla, why don't we start with... Um, a little bit about your career path because um, I think you started like a lot of graphic and design folks and I, I'd love people to know sort of how you got to where you are because you're a certified brand strategist now. That's correct. Yeah, so many, many years ago I went to Heron School of Art and Design in Indianapolis and I came out wanting to be a graphic designer, sort of. Very interested in identity and Actually, while I was in school and always, I've been highly interested in uh, how, what motivates people, psychology, social psychology, personality psychology, and all that just sort of came together to be brand. Uh, I, I self-educated. I read as much as possible about it, and then I ran into this program with the brand establishment uh, where I could take basically a, a master's level course and then learn how to truly be a brand strategist and get certification for that. Um, that's been over the course of about 25 years. And um, I, I, I think the thing that I'm most fascinated about is really that interplay of psychology. Sort of, it's not just the pretty picture. It's true. We, you know, a lot of times what we're trying to do is, obviously we're having conversations, but we're also trying to motivate people to do something that we hope they want to do, that we want them to do. And so part of what we need to do is understand what does motivate them and, and are they the right people. Um, just really getting in sort of, sort of getting inside the minds of the people that we want to talk to, whether they're prospects or customers or employees or um, analysts or whoever. So as you're starting to think about branding, let's do some easy ones first and then we'll go into some more difficult. As you're starting a business, and you're thinking, okay, I need a brand, I need an identity. Where do you start when you're working with a customer or even before they come to you and really start engaging with you? What kind of questions should they be asking? What sort of things should they know before they start working on their brand? There are four big questions that I think everyone needs to answer about their business. And there are many sub-questions of these, but the big four categories are who are we? what do we do, why do we do it, and what are we capable of becoming. 
And answering all those can give you the foundation that you need to drive all the rest of your branding and your brand strategy. So the um, the who are we and what do we do? Those those seem kind of simple. I mean, you know, kind of. That, I would think they're simple and fundamental in terms of okay, this is what my business is about. But I'm intrigued by that last question: the what do we want to become? How do you use branding to sort of define where you want to be? Well, you know, that that really is about the vision, about what. What are you heading for? I mean, no business just goes, hey, plop, this is who we are. We're going to be exactly like this for the rest of our, our careers. We, we want to become something else. And so knowing that, keeping that in the back of your mind and in everything that you do, it, it gives you this aspirational piece of your business that inspires you and inspires the people around you and that you're talking to. Kind of, okay, so it becomes sort of a, a roadmap. Um, Okay, so let's, let's, let's kind of go down that path then a little bit. So you've, you've started a company and you have, quote, some branding, um, but you're ready to go uh, grow up and, and run with the big boys. And you realize that you've hit that, that place, that, that time where you're like, you know what, our branding doesn't fit who we are. What advice would you have to a company that um, uh, is getting ready to sort of back up and regroup? Well, I think they need to take a look at themselves, where they are now. What, what behaviors do they have? What beliefs do they have? And then also look at the other pieces of the puzzle. What, what's the marketplace look like? Who, who else is out there? What are they saying or doing? What are, what are customers that look like the ones we want responding to? And how can we not copy other people but be true to ourselves and maybe take some cues from what other people are doing? And then also that other key piece is looking at the audience over and over again. What what are people expecting? What are looking at trends? Where are people going? What's happening in, in our industry? So uh, okay, so that, that leads me to a good question because one of the uh, one of the rebrands that I think a lot of people have been talking about and certainly some of the financial analysts have been talking about is the work that JC Penney has done over the last couple of years. And um, I wondered if you had any opinions on kind of what they did, not just with the logo, but the changes in the store to go after kind of that more upscale consumer. Right. That is something I haven't looked into a lot, and I need to look into more. The thing that's scaring me, of course, is that it's not looking good for JCPenney. So it makes me wonder what kind of research they did to lead them down that path. You know, were they... I would assume that somebody like J.C. Penney had done plenty of background work to make sure that they were making the right move. But clearly they took a big risk. The other thing about all that, though, is it takes a lot of these things take time. I mean, when you make a shift, it isn't overnight. It's an investment. It's that whole marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You know, cliche. No, I, I, I think I it's true. I think um, you know one of the one of the and the reason I, I uh, was listening to this article and I was thinking about you is, is because they were talking about you know they they changed not just the, the logo they changed the physical layout of the stores hoping to go after that kind of younger hipper consumer who just doesn't think about J C Penney but at the same time they're alienating the people that did shop with them. It makes me wonder. I. Yeah, it's something I need to look into quite a bit more, yeah. So um, other branding um, 
uh, other companies that have gone through rebranding, either companies that you've worked with or just ones that you've watched, who do you think has done it well? Who do you think has completely missed the mark? Oh, let's see. You know, interestingly enough, I think that the ones that do it really well don't do a complete rebrand. They evolve. They they take the best of what they already have and they build on that. So big names that we know that, you know, most people may not even realize they've made shifts are Starbucks. You know, they continue to be a very strong force. Um, you know, Apple, they stayed true to that very core of who they are, those guiding principles they have, and then they've shifted with the market as, what they, as they've gone on. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I love um, when you look at the very old Apple logos, which were these sort of very ornate, sort of hippie nightmare kind of things, and <laughs> side by side with, you know, with the current um, very, very white, very, very clean, but there is that, that apple, and almost from the beginning, the apple with the bite out of it, although it has evolved, that has sort of stayed kind of true. It is, and, and they've always been about innovation and making sure that, that everybody has access to beautiful, functional things. And that core has always been there, but they, they continue to change the look and the feel and try to keep up with what's going on, or actually lead it. They don't even keep up. They're leading it. Well, and, you know, the, the other thing that I really admire about them is the way that they extend their brand into three-dimensional space. Um, you know, you have the website, you have the logo, you have the devices, and then you have the stores. And somehow they yeah. all just sort of fit together. Yeah. Um, what about somebody like uh, Federal Express and their transition to FedEx? I've loved that. I, I don't know. One of the great things, this is where I do get the brand, or I'm sorry, the designer in me gets excited is about the FedEx logo itself. I'm not sure how many people who are listening, listening realize there's an arrow embedded in the logo. When you look at the negative space between, the, you know, in, inside of the logo. And so it, it is about movement, about moving things. I, I love what they've done to bring everything together. And the counterpart, uh, I mean, I said UPS becoming about logistics and really, bringing, you know, making brown their color and mm -hmm. something to talk about. Both of those, I think they've done a great job. FedEx has a great system, they, a visual system where they have colors that represent different parts of the business. So they have this branded house, but they have these different pieces of, within the brand architecture that are represented by different colors and slightly ver different variations on the overall brand. You know, that is um, coming out of the heating and air conditioning industry. Every heating and air conditioning company did the same thing. They had their logo, and then all their heating products were red, and all their cooling products were blue, and it was so dull. And, and you would start to run out of shades of red or blue, um, you know, because you had to make the brochures different colors so you could identify them at a glance. To me, that was a branding system that did not work well with multiple colors. Yes. Um, uh, okay, so FedEx has done well with their rebranding. UPS has done well with their rebranding. The post office, what should they do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the post office. 
Well, unfortunately, I think they have, you know, they're associated with the government, so everybody's going to hate them no matter what. But, um, <laughs> wow, yeah, I'd like to have that. I'd like to get a hold of them and work with them. I think that that would be a great uh, project to, to work on. Um, what do you think some of the first questions are that they should be asking? So, you know, I mean, you know, in this fantasy world where the government actually would be receptive to input from smart people, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where, where would you start? I, I think they, they go back to those basic questions like, who are you anyway? I mean, do you, have, do you have a good, solid sense of who you are as an organization and where you are going? What do you want to do? Who, who are you trying to serve and, and in what way? What, what is it besides delivering mail that you're making people capable of, do, you know, of being themselves? So they need to go back, just all the way back to the beginning and understand what what are they as a business, and yeah, why do they do it? And, and what, what still makes sense um, uh, in, in the modern world, somebody said that relying on the post office to do, and, and requiring the post office to continue to deliver mail would be like requiring a hospital to treat patients with leeches. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's just it, it's not how we communicate. So. So, you know, as part of the branding exercise, it would be fun to see what would be possible. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we were talking about before we went on, on the air is, you know, everybody thinks about branding as your public face, as the part of the company that everyone sees. But there's an internal component to branding as well. Well, right. I, I come from a school that says that, Brand development is not a marketing initiative; it's a corporate initiative. That it is the brand strategy, and in fact, or is the business strategy. If you go to these schools now, business schools are actually teaching that that the business strategy and the brand strategy are the same thing. So you start there, and then you have to get everybody in board on inside on board. Everybody has to believe in this who we are, our brand, and that because the, the employee experience becomes the customer experience. So it's like you make every single person inside the company a walking, talking billboard. You have, you know, if you have 10 people in your company, you have 10 brand ambassadors. If you have 10,000, you have 10,000 brand ambassadors. It starts there so that everybody can walk the walk and talk the talk. And, I, you know, I'm going to go back to Apple. I think that when you walk into an Apple store, um, you feel the brand. It's not just that everybody's running around in the same color shirts, because they do that in a lot of stores, and, but it's, it's the friendly, helpful persona. You know, the, I mean, no matter who greets you, you know, they're, they're, the stores are always crowded. It's always a long wait. But you never really mind because somebody has walked up to you, they've greeted you, they've kind of given you some information, so you sort of know, you know, what the process is going to be, and, and you don't feel lost. And, and I, I think that's a great example. I, I totally agree because the other thing that happens with them is, and this is another important part of it, they aren't robots. They aren't automatons that all speak and look the exact same way. Even though you get the same feeling, each one of those people is unique. I mean, you go in there and see people with nose, nose rings and, you know, tattoos, and there are varying types of people to a, to a certain degree. That's what I think a lot of the internal branding – does this really well with places like Apple and even locally with Exact Target that they give people here's the basic story about our company now here's your story go and make those come together 
so that people have ownership, they feel a part of something bigger, they feel a sense of meaning, and they really, really do care about the products and services this company is providing. And they, they kind of know, they, I think they know what the expectation is. And, and, and so when they're asked a question, and, and I think, um, I don't think that you have to be Apple or, um, uh, you know, even exact target to be concerned about your brand and how it's presented in the marketplace. I mean, you know, even, you know, I think Roundpeg, we have a strong identity and a brand in the community. And when people see us on social media or they see us in person, I think there's an expectation. And, and I think as a business owner, you want, to, you want that. You want people to expect something from you and then get what they expect. So that's one of the very basic things that a business owner can do, even if you have one employee or you have ten employees. You, that's something that you can do that literally is no dollars out of your pocket. It might be an investment of time. It's just making sure that everyone clearly understands that who we are, what we do, why we do it, and what we're capable of becoming, and are able to speak to that no matter where they go. So other, uh, other tips. What else for, for small business owners wrestling with this or for, you know, for managers in larger companies? Um, as when you have when you have a brand, let's say that has some negative energy around it, like the post office, um, you know, uh, how do you how do you kind of work on that from the inside out? What are what are some of the principles maybe you know that you can start putting in place to sort of help people make that transition and start viewing the company differently? Yeah, I think. Maybe you know, I'm always going to go back to that foundation. You have to have that strong foundation of things that people understand about the company. So you have value statements. Go ahead and have those, but don't have 12 of them. Have two or three that are very, very clear that people can remember. So, so one of the great stories, and I swear this might be urban myth for all I know, is the story of uh, a, several years ago a journalist who wanted to do a story on NASA many, many years ago. And so he goes and you know, one of the first people he runs into when he gets into the building is uh, a janitor. And he's like, you know what, I'll, I'll talk to this guy. So he's in the course of the conversation, he asks the janitor, uh, so what do you do here? And the janitor says, well, we send people to the moon. I think it's a great example of, instead of him being an individual, he understood what the larger purpose was of the organization. Mm-hmm. It was easy, easy to say. So, so having those very simple statements that people can go back to, uh, regardless of the size of your company, is very, very important. I, I think that's a good example. And I also think um, that the other piece of it is, you know, uh, if the journalist pressed him, and, you know, the question is, you know, how does what you do relate to, support, connect with that whole mission? And, you know, everybody there, um, you don't put someone on, on, on a payroll you don't need them to accomplish the company's goals, unless, of course, it's you, you know, it's your, your no good brother that you know can't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> um, oh, those yeah. people you sort of lock in a closet and you don't actually, um, you know, let them interact with the public. But, but presumably, anyone that you hire from, from the the person that's cleaning the building, um, you know, up to the the president of the organization, 
they've got a job that has to tie into it. And they, I think they have to understand how does, it, how does what you do fit in. Yeah. I agree. So, um, you, you know, when you're on the subject of brands, everybody wants to talk about logos. So what are some yeah. of your favorites? Who do, you, who do you think just has, you know, every time you see the logo, you're like, you know, besides Apple, we talked about them, and FedEx, who else do you look uh, at and go, yeah, I really like that? That kind of, that's, oh, it's tough for me to pull those up off the top of my head. It's, they hit them when, when I see them. I mean, I, I really mm -hmm. do appreciate design, and I like those uh, logos that can stay in, all kinds of media that aren't just made to be on the web but can can be on a shirt. So some some just really small companies have really great logos that just work for who they are. Um, I also I, like them when they give you a sense. They they give you a sense of the story. You know whether it's fun or conservative or they they start to give you a sense of who the company is. So um, uh, are there in your mind? Any colors that you should never use in a logo or any design elements other than clip art? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, you know, I don't think there are any colors that you shouldn't. I think you should be asking yourself, do these colors work for who we are? I mean, if you have, if you're a super, super conservative company and you make uh, hot, this hot reddish orange color your color, does that really match? Is that telling the story that it needs to tell? Well, you know, it always goes back to does it fit, does it work for us. As far as elements, you know, there's the overdone swoosh. There's, you know, there are trends that happen. Make it legible or make it mean something. That's, that's what I would have to say. And I really think it's worth having a professional. Of course I'm going to say that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be the face of your company in so many ways. Think about do I need what does my uh, um, image need to look like? Do I need to take it up a notch? Well, and you know, I um, I run into a lot of small businesses where the first logo they have, you know, was designed by the printer when they went to them and said, okay, I need a business card, or maybe worse yet, they used word art and publisher and they created it themselves. And maybe that was okay when they got started. Totally. But the longer you stay with that little handmade logo, the harder it is to unbundle from. That was one of the things when we started Roundpeg that I was really fortunate. I had, um, I had a friend, he was a professional designer, and he, um, when he designed the logo, and he did things that, very simple, um, based on kind of where we were um, as a business 11 years ago. The business has changed completely. We don't do any of the same things we did 11 years ago, but the logo still works. Um, sure. The one change that we had to do is we had to um, come up with a variation that worked in social media. And I think that that's a, a huge change is companies now have to look at not just how does my logo look across the front of my building, but how is it going to look in a 75 by 75 square? Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And that's why you need, when you need to look at all the different places it could potentially show up. I mean, some places are going to have uniforms, so they're going to have to have it printed or even embroidered on shirts. So 
how what is a variation of that logo that's going to work in that way? And if you have a, sort of a, a blob shape, which is, you know, maybe you have a circle that has 15 different colors in it, is that really going to work on on, a, on an embroidered shirt? So what's the variation that will work? You know, uh, uh, while we're talking, a logo that came to mind that I really like, oddly enough, Amazon.com. A- Amazon really? Logo, I like yeah, it has a smile in it, and the air. Well, it has this this smile in it, and and it's an arrow at the same time. So it's like they're giving, they're creating happiness for you. There's this movement that's happening in it, and I, I like this. When the box comes, there's a smile on it, and it makes, and that's exactly what I do because getting that package outside my door makes me so happy. So um, yeah, I like Amazon. Yeah, I mean, and, and um, I do like the look of it. I don't know that I ever really thought about, you know, the fact that um, it is it is exactly what you said. It's a smile, and, and it, it's their very subtle way of telling you that they make you happy. Exactly. And they do. Awesome. Well, I, I cannot believe that we have um, buzzed through 25 minutes. They have. It See, it, I told you the call goes really fast. Um, you've been wonderful. This has been really fabulous. If people want to learn more about you, if they want to find out about you, where do they go? They can go to any number of places. You can look for my name, Nyla Neely, N-I-L-A-N-E-A-L-Y, in, all of social, in most of the social media channels. You can also just go to my website, which is 22.biz. That's spelled out, no dashes, 22.biz. And they can call me if they want to. Um, the number's there. They can email. There are all, all these various ways you can get to me. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much for taking the time. This is fun. We never get to catch up face-to-face, so it's nice to do it on the radio. It is. Thank you. Yeah, and... For those of you that are listening today, if you've enjoyed today's program, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, branding, social media, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.